Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Boom. Okay. Red light's on. It's on, it's not flashing. So. We're recording. We're here again. Once again. Another Friday morning podcast. So, I like the Friday morning podcast. Yeah, man, back to the original. Well, yeah, I I think the original was Friday morning. It was Thursday mornings, I think, for a minute. A minute, yeah. Yeah, because my work schedule. I think you were out. You had Thursdays off. Yeah. And you had a Friday, so yeah, no, it's good. Spreads the jujitsu love out over a couple of days. Yeah, so so it's not all patty. Saturdays are a long day when we record on Saturday. They can be for yeah. sure, man. It's from like yeah, we go in eleven o'clock, grumpy guy. Usually get out of there two two o'clock ish after drilling, and then open mat, and then come talk about jujitsu for an hour or two. And yeah, it's a Saturdays are a jiu-jitsu filled day. It is. So, spreading it out is not too bad. Nope. No complaints. No, man. So, uh, yeah, here we are. Here we are once again. Once again. So, I know you got some notes. I got some notes. I don't know if you got any random shit to just fire off. I got all kinds of random shit. Where do we start? You want to start talking about Kratom? Sure. (laughs) Why not? 
since I didn't think it'd be that funny of the morning. I didn't think us. it was going to be that funny of a topic of conversation until I came to your house this morning and seen the aftermath, <laughs> the aftermath of our first kratom experience. So yeah, no, you. Uh, so you've been taking it for. Yes, yeah, I, I went to the kratom place. I don't know. It must have been like Tuesday or Wednesday or something. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, fuck it, try it. You know, I've heard some things about it to help with pain and yeah. whatnot. And I said, my mind's kind of working too a little bit. You know, I got to go back to work eventually. And they test for weed. So I can't keep, you know, smoking and taking edibles. That's true, yeah. And I said, man, if my knee's fucking with me. And, you know, I don't like taking Tylenol leaves, obviously, any of the Vicodins and shit. I was like, man, let's go try some Kratom. You know, heard some decent things about it. Yeah. And, uh... It's different. It wasn't 100% what I was expecting. No? No, no, like, I don't know. I guess I really don't know what I was expecting. I don't think you were expecting it to work. No, I wasn't, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't you're probably right. I, I wasn't expecting it to be like, holy shit, I actually feel this. That's actually doing, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's kind of, I guess, the way to explain it, it almost feels like a, from what a friend told me, a microdose of mushrooms, uh-huh. similar yes. to, uh, or also a friend told me if you were to take Adderall, kind of similar to that. Yeah. Not at all what I was expecting. Yeah, no, it definitely has an effact. Yeah. For sure. You're not sitting there guessing. So we were laughing because it's like, when was the last time you actually tried something that worked? Right away. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. you could feel. Yeah. I mean, it, it, especially like a herbal supplement or whatever usually it's like eh, maybe i think i can feel i'm even like fucking creatine to be honest with right. you, you don't, yeah you, don't, you don't feel it and a lot of people don't see much from it so uh but yeah, yeah. like echinacea or something oh you're getting sick go take some echinacea you right have no idea if that's yeah. fucking doing anything yeah 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 no clue <laughs> no dude within like uh so yeah I, I went and and based on your uh feedback i was like man okay i'm gonna go check this shit out too and um so i went to the kratom store it was at the kratom bar Kratom bar. Now, I thought it is Kratom, right? Not Kratom. It's Kratom. I think it's Kratom. No, I can't say it like that. Yeah, that's the that that's dumb. the actual way to say it. Is that how the lady was saying it at the place yesterday? No, no, she says Kratom. And again, I could be totally wrong here, but I'm pretty sure that Kratom is, it's like calling, it's like saying kombucha, you know? Yeah, you can call it kombucha, but it's not kombucha. It's kombucha. It's kombucha, right. But how so, is that like Kratom? Well, because it's like Kratom is the hillbilly way of saying it, the American way. Of saying is kratom you think so? is the yeah like like kefir it's actually kefir like you know yeah yeah like if you look at the where the word came from the people that actually you know invented the word and <laughs> use it to describe the thing in where it came from uh-huh. like yeah they you know it's uh kratom hmm. so anyways. anyways i won't i won't sound pretentious like one of those pretentious assholes that, if you are sipping your kratom with your pinky out Yes. I'm gonna kick you in the nuts. See, but I, yeah, no. no. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, no, I went and, and got some and uh, and had a dose and dude, yeah, within like fucking easily within like five minutes. Oh, that fast? Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I could wow. I could feel. I was like, oh whoa, this is this is uh, doing something. And I told you the same thing with Kiela. Like she was drinking hers and. She uh, like stopped like three quarters of the way through because she's like, man, I can feel this. And she just wanted to wait and see what happened. And she ended up finishing it. And I guess like in hindsight, maybe she shouldn't have. But uh, so, yeah, but um, 
Dude, yeah, no, it definitely does something. You feel good. You when definitely you get, feel the, like, you know, like, my neck. You, I mean, you say, like, you, just, you don't feel, like, just kind of, like, aches and pains and stuff. Like, my neck's been tight. I've kind of had, like, you know, my right trap neck's been a little strained. And I remember yesterday, because we were at the track meet, and just standing around, uh, dude, we were there for fucking three hours. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. It was forever. At least it was nice out. It was nice, yes, I was good, but still, man, it was just a lot of standing around, and so, like, by the time we left, dude, like, my back, my low back was, like, getting tight, and my, my trap was getting tight, and so, uh, I noticed that, I was like, man, I don't feel nothing, and, uh, but, yeah, the, um, the, the morning after was a little, uh, slow going so I guess <laughs> when I showed up this morning you were all frazzled looking dude like your hair all messed up well shit. I had my hood on <laughs> and I guess I forgot that I had my my hood on I got out of the shower and I went in the backyard because I just wanted to get some sunshine I was doing like mace 360s and shit back there just trying to get some blood flowing man and uh so yeah I had my hood on and so yeah I forgot man I went to the door I did I reached up and I was like dude what the fuck is wrong with my hair <laughs> So yeah, it was all crazy, but yeah, I was I was definitely a little frazzled, man. So fire, I'm surprised it hit you guys that fast. I and mean, when you said she like Kelly, like halfway through drinking it, like how much are you mixing it with? Like when I took it, dude, I literally just put like a splash of juice in the bottom, put the kratom in, yeah, shake it up and slam it. Yeah, I mean, there's no like taking time. And then I put water back in my little shaker just to get the rest of it and slam that. Yeah, so I get it all. Same amount. Like oh. the little, we, we got one of the little plastic yeah, the little little things. things that they okay. had there. So just, just okay. yeah, we just we actually put it in some, uh, some kombucha. Oh, I was just, I guess I was surprised you guys were sipping it in that little amount. I just shot it like a gorilla. I didn't go. Well, you know, I tried to, <laughs> I got it down in a couple shots. It, it's, it's, uh, God, what is it? It's, it's, it tastes very, it tastes like a greens powder yep. with a very alkaline finish. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's it's definitely if you ha- if you're not used to just choking down uh, like green wheat grass and green supplements and stuff like that, it can be a little. Uh, you can see where it can be a little daunting. Yeah, they were. You know, what's funny is that the the place, the kratom bar there. You know, they were telling me, oh, this doesn't taste good at all, and they're kind of giving me the heads up. Yeah, and I, I tried to sample. I'm like. Like you motherfuckers haven't been taking supplements your whole life. Like this right. ain't nothing. I know, that's like, why I've, I told I've her. I've taken some terrible shit. She was going through the. Yeah, I know. I had to just stop her. Like, look, man, I, I I've taken supplement. It's like a greens powder or something. Yeah. She's like, yeah. So, no, but um. So, anyways, yeah, no, I uh, I could yeah feel it kicking in pretty, pretty quickly. So I wonder if that had anything to do with the other substances you may have had in your system. Yeah, if I told you everything I had in my system, <laughs> it would make you laugh. You'd go like, well, no wonder you felt like shit the next morning. Until I go, I do that shit all the time. <laughs> and I don't feel like that. So the croton was the only thing. But no, I just, because uh, I had a few beers and smoked some weed and just like my normal no evening weed. routine. And uh, um so yeah, yeah, it was, I, I just didn't think, I didn't respect it, so I gotta go back and try it without... Clean slate. Clean slate, like yeah, definitely no, I don't want to be, I, I think the alcohol, something just tells me like that and the alcohol together were just not a good combination. Oh dude, I would, I bet you it's a really good guess because I've discovered in these short few days 
that if I drink it with juice, the little bit of acidity in the juice, yeah. it hits my stomach, it's fine. I don't feel it. I can be fasted. I can have food in my stomach. I'm good. I tried doing it with just water. Yeah. Not the same thing, man. Like, I slammed it. And then, like, a minute later, I was like, oh, that's not good. My stomach kind of hurt. And, like, it got pretty uncomfortable. But for real quick, it was, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. I'm like, man, am I going to shit my pants? Am I going to have to sprint to the bathroom? What's going on here? <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. And then it was fine. And then I tried doing it with Pedialyte. I was like, okay, let's try Pedialyte. So, the next time I took it, I did that same thing. Like, oh, that's not good on the stomach. Yeah. Do it with the juice, nothing, dude. Huh. Oh. Yeah. And, I mean, my stomach never felt bad last night. Huh. That was the problem. Like I said, man, I felt good. That was the problem. That was the problem. That was the problem. Keep that party rolling. I was like, damn, I'm feeling good. All right, I'll have a beer. Like, you know, and and, uh, yeah. And so, anyways, woke up this morning and Morpheus tells me my recovery score is 37%. You still look a little disheveled. Flashing red. (laughs) Yeah, I don't feel like my... You don't don't seem the normal quite 100%. I didn't fully shed yesterday. You know, like overnight, I sleep, you know, like usually you wake up the next morning and it's like, you know, the previous day is like the snake skin, you shed it and it's yeah. like, I got to start fresh. It's like, man, I didn't quite get all yesterday <laughs> off of me last night, man. I'm still kind of dragging that behind me a little bit. So it, it'll probably take me most of the day. I mean, we'll see. I'm, of course, I'm going to go in and train. I know I'm not supposed to according to my recovery app, but yeah. fuck that shit. Uh you know, bad day of rolling is better than no day of rolling. No day of rolling. So yesterday was my recovery day, so that's why I was partying. <laughs> <laughs> so that's too funny. Man. But no, it'll be good because I think that uh, if anything, what I want to do is I want to try doing the the kratom without drinking. Because man, if I can have like that's the thing, man. Like in the evening, like man, I like a beer. I just like the fucking way it makes me feel. And, you know, I don't have to have it. I mean, definitely, you know, uh, it's not a physical thing. It's just like, I like it. And so, but alcohol has um, some negative consequences to it. I mean, it is a poison and the calories and all that stuff. And so, uh, yeah, if there's an option, something that I can take that'll kind of do the same thing as far as like just helping you know just kind of unwind and get things a little mellower so I'm not I'm a little high strung of a dude most of the time so it, uh, that's why I smoke so much weed so man without it I'd just be bouncing off the fucking walls so and I mean we're funny dude we're talking about I'm, you know you worked out for three hours yesterday <laughs> you know what I mean and that's on all this shit <laughs> it's like fuck man we're we're kind of the same. Yep. Yeah, I just got so much nervous energy. It's hard for me to sit still. Hate sitting um, still. Dude, yeah, I'm like always... I don't feel good mentally. Yeah. Like, like if I need to think and figure something off, I'm way better getting up and moving around. Yeah. And then come back and write it down or do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's... Yeah, just sitting there is just... Ugh. Or if I'm sitting there, it's like, no, I'm going to stretch yeah. or foam roll or whatever. I, I remember uh, I was on a, a riding trip with some guys a few years back and somebody commented on it. They're just like, dude, you're always doing something you know we're sitting there hanging out you know in the evening or whatever and i just i got like my thumper i'm stretching i just i look around and i realize like yeah, everyone else is just fucking sitting there doing nothing just in looking super comfortable doing it and i'm like yeah I, I can't like it's hard for me to just sit sit there and sit still so it uh 
But anyways, I don't know what the fuck that has to do with anything. But anyways, we'll see where the Kratom adventures take us. Yeah, I got to do some more experimenting with the sleeping side of it. Yeah. Yeah, I got to play with that a little bit more. You know, because I'm whole, I got, I kind of got high hopes for it. Because, you know, once I go back to work, I can't use edibles. I like the edibles for sleeping, but I, I do find... Some if I wait, I'll wake up in the morning a little foggy sometimes. Yeah, like not sharp. You know, if I go even like ten milligrams, if I go ten milligrams and and smoke before I go to bed, I'll wake up kind of foggy. It takes yeah. a minute to shake it. Yeah. If I just do five <laughs> milligrams, no smoking, not so much, but sleep's different. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a fucking balance. Yeah, so I found the same thing. I'm kind of hoping one, I won't be able to use the weed. Uh, you know, but two, like if I could find an alternative to that, because I don't like that cloudy feeling in the morning yeah I like to, when I wake up I'm like boom I want to be ready to fucking rock and roll I don't like wake up kind of like dragging my feet through the house and shit you know yeah <laughs> no no you can't sit up like a fucking vampire when no. the alarm goes off <laughs> <laughs> when you're a little a little foggy there yeah, you don't, be able I don't to like sit it. straight up <laughs> yeah. So, yeah no I found the same thing I will like I found the the edibles though are it's not hard to shake off like 10-15 minutes yeah. after I wake up I'm like good and I feel good and I'm like I can definitely tell I mean dude my fucking sleep stats have been like crazy uh since I started doing the edibles and until last night my recovery scores I, mean, I was just setting records man like I had eight out of the last 14 days were green and a, you know a bunch of high uh you know orange scores and it's, it's just yeah so the recovery and the sleep from the edibles has been uh like a fucking game changer for me so that's why i thought like i i told you that was my mistake i i, I treated the kratom like edibles and you know okay i'm gonna do this before i go to sleep and it's gonna help me sleep and it's like well maybe it does but like it might just be a different animal and so you just kind of gotta uh treat it a little bit differently than that but um dude the edibles are fucking awesome like, my Fitbit sleep stats are just, I'm hitting all my benchmarks, like, just killing it. I feel like a champ when I wake up in the morning. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I did, there's definitely going to be a learning curve to the Kratom. Just, I mean, fuck all the different strains. Yeah. The different colors. They got the white, the green, the red. And then within each one, they got different strains within the white. When they, it's, there's a lot of shit going on there. Yeah. It's going to take some experimenting, some, yeah. some time, some learning. Yeah, no. So don't take Like, oh, I took this. This is how I felt. I took this. This is how I felt. And that's I what that lady's told us. I, I do. I'm doing that at home. She was like, because you'll forget. Yep. <laughs> you'll think you'll remember. And I'm like, fuck, man. I'm just going to, whatever. So I'll just go off your notes. Yeah, that's fine. I'll let you build the encyclopedia. So I'm going to go off that. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see if you can actually tell, like, differences in the strains you know like yeah this green versus that green is can you really tell is the there, difference yeah, is there a difference kind of thing so that'll be where like is this really it's like wine you know like can you really tell or are you just being a fucking snobby asshole right now with your kratom yeah that's, that's <laughs> how i kind of foresee it but i i could be completely wrong because i because be. i was not expecting what happened anyways so yeah yeah could so be completely off but it's good, man. I think that, uh, I mean, one, there's a fucking shit ton of people who are taking way too many pain pills. Yeah. And anything that can get people off of fucking pain pills is good. And uh, just, man, sleep and, and pain management is a, it's important for your recovery and your jujitsu and stuff. So, 
mean, that's the thing. Like, dude, how many people do you know that uh, you talk to still and they're like, oh, yeah, I take like an Advil before training or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, that's not, it's not good. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be doing that. If that's a regular part of your routine, that's not good. You need to make some changes. Make some changes. Yeah. And if you can find some sort of like more natural uh, route to, to manage your pain. Um, you should do it because man, those fucking drugs, the Tylenols and the Advils and, you know, then you get into your, like your, you know, fucking opioid medications and stuff. And you know, those all, all have fucking negative side effects. That's what I was talking with my chiropractor. Like it blows me away. My experience with the edibles with sleeping has been like so fucking profound, like between the CBD, the CBD rub on my elbows, like the K2D3, like numb the pain, you know, like mm-hmm. took it from like, okay, man, my fucking elbows hurt to like, I barely noticed it, man. And it was significant, but like the CBD rub, it's, they don't hurt at all. Like it's just, it's just gone, man. And then you add in like the, the edibles and what it's been doing for my sleep. And I'm like, holy shit, dude, this is really, really, uh, this is profound like what this is doing, but you look at what most people are doing. If you have trouble sleeping, take an Ambien yep. and Ambien fucks with your sleep cycles. And I was just saying how like my sleep cycles have actually like my, uh, you know, REM sleep and deep sleep. I've been getting way more of that since doing the edibles than I was beforehand. And a lot of that was because I would wake up in pain. Like you just wake up just stiff and sore from rolling I mean, dude, I usually train four or five days a week. So most nights I'm going to bed after hard training. <clears throat> so, you know, trying to get through a night's sleep becomes a fucking challenge. <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm sitting here looking at like, man, my sleep is better. I'm falling, you know, and it's actually improving my sleep cycles. But this shit's illegal in most states. Like most people, if you have a problem sleeping, your only recourse is some sort of uh, chemical hypnotic like what is it there the hypnotics is the uh like that ambient that's the thing is like it's uh, that's the cla- the, the classification of drug that it's in that's why you do crazy shit on it sometimes because yeah it puts you under but it like sometimes you're not all the way on like you're it's not the same thing like yeah you're, you're making your conscious brain turn off but it's not helping the subconscious do what it needs to do when you're sleeping so you're just getting this surface level bullshit sleep and it's not actually helping you recover. It's not helping with like memory consolidation and learning and all those things. And, but hey man, that's, we got that for you right here, but that crazy fucking, and we still live in a town that you can't buy it. We got to drive, we got to drive to fucking Palisade. 30, oh yeah. Well, at least, Palisade, you know, at, at least, least Palisade or at least Palisade. 35 miles yeah. up to, all the way up to the back. Yeah. 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 That's insanity. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. At least we, at least we have that option. They tried making Kratom illegal yeah. at a federal level. I, I haven't dug too much into it and, you know, what transpired, but apparently it didn't pass. I kind of mentioned it yesterday or right. the other day when I was at the Kratom bar. Yeah. And uh, they said something, you know, about it. Like, yeah, they tried and, you know, and it didn't go through. So, well, they is... said, but I guess there's still, like, politicians going after it. Oh, like, it's yeah. Not, the fight's I was going to say, man, like, if they think that it's over, like, it's not it's over. It's not over. No, I... I would be absolutely shocked if this shit does not uh, become illegal. I will be shocked if they don't make Kratom illegal. You think so? Yep. I'll be fucking shocked. I think that it's, we're going to go the marijuana route here. Where we're going to have 
you know, hype and scare. And I mean, you know, we were talking about the, the tactics that they use for this shit is so like they have a playbook it's out there, right? It's like they did the same thing with Ephedra. We were yeah. talking about it. It's like you, you find some people who, who OD'd and they had Ephedra in their system and then you start linking ephedra to people dying without mentioning that they also had coke and speed, like all these other things in their fucking system. Well, yeah, dude, I found that article. This was disgusting. And that's what they do with Kratom. It was a New York Times article on Kratom. And, dude, the headline was something to the effect over 100 people have died from overdosing on Kratom. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. So, of course, I wanted to start reading. Because I, I found this article, like, the day I got home from the creative store. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what did I just buy? What did I just buy? <laughs> then I start reading it. These motherfuckers. Then, lit deeper in the article state that, oh, it was like 108 people or some shit. I forget what the exact number was. They all had fentanyl, heroin, so cocaine yeah. in their system. Right. Only seven people of that 108 that they studied had, had also had Kratom. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you motherfuckers, yeah. what you put in the headline that this, over you know, 100 people have overdosed on this, but technically... That's not what that's happened. That's not at all yeah. what happened. I mean, that's how they use, the, you know... That clickbait bullshit. certain man. percentage of heroin users also smoke pot, so that means pot is a gateway drug to heroin. Right. Right? And, like, the you see it with... Um, so they're just trying to link fucking uh, pot to schizophrenia, and, you know, they look at people with, uh, you know, psychotic episodes or, or, you know, develop schizophrenia, and a certain percentage of them smoke pot. And so, oh, well, that means that pot's caught. It's like, no, man, like... There's fucking, what was the quote? There's three kinds of uh, lies in this world. Lies, damn lies, and statistics. <laughs> right? So I forget where that quote was, but I read that the other day. And it's so fucking true, man. Because like, you can use statistics to prove anything. And 80% of statistics are made up on the spot. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really how a lot of this shit it goes, man. It's insane. And so, uh, but yeah. They, and they bake on it. They bake on people just reading the headline yep. and shooting their mouth off, spreading yep. the word. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They're not. The, and so they're, uh, but I, I, man, I see the same thing happening. I see it happening. Because again, what was the problem with Ephedra? Dude, Ephedra worked. Yep. You took one of those fucking mini things. Minifits. Woo! <laughs> like you weren't wondering what was going on. Like, oh, is this shit working? It's like, dude, oh, where's the weight room, man? I gotta do some fucking squats. <laughs> you ready to rip the shit off the ground, man? And they're like, dude, we can't have this. Many things in Mountain Dew. Yeah, I remember that being. A kid. I, no, I didn't do that, man. I didn't do that. <laughs> I dude, you that. know, remember ripped fuel? Oh yeah, Woo! Jolt. Well, remember Jolt too? Jolt was Jolt was the cola that had even more caffeine. Man, yeah, ripped fuel was ripped fuel, the, yeah. these, they had that was the ephedrine, caffeine, aspirin yep. stack. When you yep. got all three together, you really unleashed some some shit, and it was a, a super effective fat burner. Remember that was when Finfin was out, and everyone was like, you know, they're all like, oh no, ephedra is deadly we got to get this band while they're like writing prescriptions for fin fin <laughs> like just crazy and then now it's like oh yeah sorry about that i guess that fin fin shit was you know bad and fucked up people's hearts and all this other shit and like we had way more cases like confirmed cases of that shit causing problems than just ephedra but you know which one's illegal like you can still get like both of those drugs the the i forget what the fin fin the the because there were two drugs that yeah, started with that 
But there's still, anyways, it's just, it's insanity how this works. And the same thing, dude, they're going to do the same thing with Kratom. And I just, I see it's going to, we're going to go through a period where it's, it's going to, where it is right now, it's kind of gray. They're keeping an eye on it. But man, eventually, I mean, unfortunately, there's just way too many fucking Bible thumping assholes out there yeah. who are just like, the kids, think of the children. And it's like, oh, you know, we know how this shit goes, man. We know how this shit goes. And the politicians, they don't give a fuck, but they got to stay in office and they know who keeps them in office. And if you don't get this Kratom shit off the streets, then we're not voting you back in. And so it's like, all right, you know, we got to make it illegal. And then we're going to go through a period like we did with weed. I think it'll be, it'll be sped up. Right, I think the internet and just how easy it is to disseminate information is going to speed this whole cycle up. Where we're not going to go through like decades of but it it's being gonna illegal. Go the same cycle. It's going to go through the same cycle, man. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You, it's funny, is because it will be the same thing. You know, you always hear people arguing, "What about the kids?" But then you go to the dispensary. How? Whenever we've gone to the dispensary, it's all old people. It's old people coming in and out. Do they check your ID twice? Yeah. Dude, I, I don't get my ID checked half the time I go into a beer store, nope. which, you know, is fine. I'm fucking 43. It annoys me. I love there's a law that says that if you're 50, they have to ID you. It's like, how can you fucking tell right. visually? Like, get the fuck get out of here. here. Yeah. And, uh, but anyways, so, but yeah, man, that's, is, if you really want to keep that shit, the fucking weed out of kids' hands. And we've talked about it before, man. Dispensaries are great. Well, and but, at the cradle bar, uh, there was two... I saw three different people when I was in there yesterday, other customers. Yeah. None of them were fucking kids. Like, no. they're worried about it. None of them were punk kids, you know, coming in, all thugged out. It was old people. Yeah. Not wanting to take their pain pills. Yeah. 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 There, was, yeah. there was one lady about my age and then, like, two older guys. Right. You know? And I was like, huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, uh, I don't know, man. You can't legislate morality. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. And that's, that's where... The government, that's the constant tug, man, between, you know, freedom and, and you know, safety or control and, and, you know, where you want the government. And it's like the government fucks up the most when it tries to legislate morality. And that's where this whole, you know, all this like hate speech, right? Like what is hate speech? Well, we're, we're trying to legislate morality. So like if you're a good moral person, you don't say you know, these words. And so we're going to label them hate speech. And well, that dude, you're just legislating morality at that point. And that's a fucking super slippery slope. And like, maybe there's things like that, that most people can agree on. But the problem is, is like, well, that's a slippery slope we're getting on now. And yeah. now that's where like the whole Jordan Peterson thing came in is like, you know, Canada trying to pass a law that says that you have to refer to people by whichever one of these 16 fucking gender pronouns that they've made up like if you don't you're uh you know and, I, and that's that's an attempt to legislate morality and so there's a spectrum of it and so do we need some yeah man i don't want people walking down the street naked with a fucking shotgun <laughs> right like we need some sort of like societal controls and bumpers for people because people will go off the rails. They will go off the rails. For sure. But it's just the tightening of it, you know, and that's the constant uh, struggle, man. So I think that's what's happening right now is we're just having, it's just, there's a tightening of those things happening. So, and that's just shit like <clears throat> Kratom gets caught up in that where people are like, well, Good people don't need kratom. You know, all you need is Jesus. That's right. Like if if 
if you really, yeah, like if you had it down right, man, all you need is Jesus. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Okay. So, which is interesting, man, because like I was thinking about that with, uh, I remember Ben Shapiro and Joe Rogan were talking and Joe was talking to him about like weed and drugs and Ben Shapiro is this, you know, he's a um, Orthodox Jew and obviously that's not part of what they do. And so, but it was funny because they were both like, you know, everybody's different, right? And so like some people don't, you know, they, they don't, I hate to use the word need, but like some people don't need, you know, things like pot and some people, you know, do. So I tell him, Ben, well, you need to smoke pot is going to, that's not necessarily going to be good for him and telling Joe Rogan, don't smoke pot. It's not necessarily going to be good for him. And you know, he's, you know, people who smoke pot are looking at people who don't saying like, man, you're missing out. You know, like you're, you, like you, you can, you're missing insights and creativity and, and, you know, uh, introspection and things that really can can help you uh be a better person and the people who don't smoke pot and do all this shit are looking at us going like like man why do you you know need that stuff like i'm perfectly fine without it like whatever it is in me that makes me fine without it is is cool and i feel like you're like blunting your perception and it's like neither one's wrong it's like both are right for that person and what they, you know, just whatever their fucking makeup is and their chemical makeup. Because again, it's like everyone responds to this shit differently. So, like, my experience isn't the same as yours. And trying to fucking put that on people is where people get in trouble. But it's just, it's interesting to, like, look at it and realize, like, man, this guy's got this perspective. And from his perspective, he's not wrong, right? Like, if you could not need that stuff and achieve the same thing, great. But... That's not who that person is. And this person's right here. If you can smoke this stuff and it not affect you in a negative way and you can gain these creative things from it, then it's positive. But maybe that's not what it is for you. And so it's like everyone's got their own fucking way of, of dealing with reality. And yep. so you get in trouble when you're trying to tell people like, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong, buddy. Your reality's wrong. That's right. You just need Jesus. And it's like, no, man, you just need to fucking do some mushrooms. <laughs> right? It's like... <laughs> that is the eternal argument. Right it there. is, right? It's like, you really want to talk to Jesus? Do some mushrooms. Yeah, well, if you really know Jesus, you don't need mushrooms. <laughs> that's it. You know what I mean? And that's <laughs> what it is. It's, what it, it's like, and neither one's wrong. No. Right? Neither one's wrong. So... But you get in trouble when you're telling the other one, like, well, now I'm going to legislate. I'm going to make, I'm going to make it, you have to do mushrooms. Yeah. I'm going to pass a law. Well, you have to, you do, have mushrooms. to do mushrooms. If you, at fucking 18, if you want to vote, you have to, you do, have mushrooms. to do mushrooms. <laughs> That'd be awesome. If you don't want to vote, we don't care. But if you want to vote, we got somebody we need to talk to first. Yeah, go hang out at this place <laughs> for the weekend. Try it. Go talk to the big guy. And uh, let's see how you feel about things. And then you can vote. So... Anyways, Seems fair. It does. Little, other, kind of not random topic, kind of on the same path. So my rec- recovery quest is what started this whole Kratom thing. You know, I'm dealing with this niche surgery and shit. Uh, I went and did cryotherapy. For the first yeah, time yeah, yeah. Day. Did you go to that next level regen? <laughs> yep. Cool. yep, I did the whole, they did that like uh, intro, intro trial thing. Yep. So I did the cryotherapy, the red light therapy, and then the compression suit. Yeah. And I did the... The, the upper body, the arms, and the legs at the same time. Yeah, so I'm sitting in the chair like the fucking Michelin man, yeah. getting squeezed the shit out of me. With a, it was pretty cool though, man. That's interesting. Hey, so you went and tried it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We went and did the, the same thing. And 
So did yeah. you did you not get enough benefit to want, like want to go back and do it or couple man one it's not cheap nope it, it's, it's it's an investment cheap. I'm not gonna say it's expensive because I think that it's, it's worth it but it's not cheap so you have to you know it's not like ah twenty five yeah. bucks a month whatever um, no, one hundred fifty yeah 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 so for us for me and you know I still say me and Kelly. Um, it just came down to like, when are we going to use it? Yeah. Like, especially since we live in Fruta. Like when we lived around the corner from it, uh, in Junction, we could have just popped over there. Uh, it'd been a little easier, but it's like, man, when are we going to use it? And so, and then, uh, that's really the, why we didn't do a membership. And if I, I like really, it's fun to do that stuff's novel and fun to do, but if I'm going to do it. I, I feel like you need to do it. It needs to be part of your routine. your routine and your strategy. And so just like popping in like once every, you know, four to six weeks is better than nothing. But it's not, especially for the investment, it's like, man, I want to see. Yeah, they, they, they compound on top of each other, I think, like, so, or the results do, so. But yeah, no, I think it's good. No, I, 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 I felt good afterwards. I agree with exactly what you said because that's I felt good afterwards, um, and like it took all the swelling out of my knee. Because usually by the end of the day, or you're, this was this was in the afternoon, but after I do all my three hours of exercise and shit around the house, like my knee gets a little swollen. Yeah, and uh, dude, swelling gone as soon as I took the you know got, I did all three of those in a row and I took the compression boot you know thing off swelling gone and it stayed down the rest of the day yeah and it felt good it felt good enough to where i am that's going to be part of my recovery strategy i'm going to get a membership because i'm going to go every fucking day i'm not going to do because like the membership is they throw in the compression the norma tech suit mm-hmm. but it's either the trial or the red light and i'm going to do go to cry i don't know if the, what the red light's doing for me <laughs> right you know what i mean it's, red light's a little if you're a little if you're like I wanted to be able to feel it. Yeah. Like, is this doing some shit? Yeah. So I, I'm going to do it, man. And like I say it, I'm going to do it for a month first. Why? You know, because I'm right in the middle of trying to get this tendon. Oh, up. yeah. And so every fucking day, man, I'm going to schedule it for the afternoon so I can do all my shit all day. And then once my knees get a little tired, boom, go hit the cryo, hit the compression. Yeah. And then, you know, go hang out at the gym for the night and I'm done. So Sounds like a good, good strategy. Yeah. So. I'm looking forward to it to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think those things they definitely have benefit. Um, yeah, like you said, it ain't cheap. I mean, you know, it's gonna cost me 150 bucks for a month. Yeah, I mean, it's unlimited. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. See. Yeah. So for excuse me for me and Kelly, that's 300. Right. So. And if like, yeah, I, I'm very inexperienced with it, but just to have it for a nicety, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Like if you're really rehabbing from an injury. Right. Then I can see it really being beneficial for that price. Yeah. I'd, that's the thing. Like, I'd have to I'd have to do it for a month to be able to really make a call. That's the other right. problem is like, okay, I go and I do it once and it's like, all right, you know, I kind of feel, you know, better, but it, it, it's transient, you know. I mean, the next day or two, uh, I'm back to feeling the same. And so, uh, yeah, I'd be curious, like, what would I feel like after a month of doing it? you know, a couple times a week, you know, would I feel significantly better? And that would allow me to, you know, train better or, or, you know, recover faster or whatever it is. And then, but it's hard to, you know, I have to commit 
the the money and the time, the time. to do it. So that's always the problem. No, that's true. That's my plan because I drive. I can drive right by it on my way to jiu-jitsu. Yeah, you're pretty close. I mean, I mean I'm not too far. Your way. Yeah, and it's on the, literally on the way to jiu-jitsu. So I can I, if I schedule it at the right time in the afternoon, man, I can drop yeah. in, hit it, boom, boom, and then head yeah. to the gym. Yeah, from my house, it's getting like 20 plus minutes That's away, yeah. which is, yeah. I know statistically when I ran a gym, they've done studies on this, but people will drive up to 15 minutes from their house. Anything over 15 minutes, and they have to really be committed to it. But don't make a 15-minute drive like pretty... Without thinking about without it. Thinking about, yeah, it's like $25 a month membership. I got to think too hard about that. I'll make that. But uh, yeah, you bump it up to $150 or a 20-plus minute drive, and then all of a sudden the... The gears got to turn a little <laughs> bit before they commit to it. Yes, I have the pro and cons. Right, column, like, right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, anyways, it's funny, but it, it is it's uh, it is true. I mean, even though I know that statistic, I still like just instinctively uh, you ask, oh, how far away is it? And it's like, dude, if it's more than twenty minutes, you have to think about it. It's like, oh, man, do I really want to drive that far? But 10 minutes or something, like, ah, whatever, I'll make that drive all day. Even if it's like three 10-minute drives in the same direction, so you end up driving 30 minutes away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like 10 minutes to this dude's house, and 10 minutes to here, and then 10 minutes to here. Next thing you know, you're like, fuck, dude, I got a 45-minute drive back to my house. <laughs> That's funny. I bet that happened once or twice with mountain biking. Oh, yeah. You just don't quite know where you're going to end up, and then all of a sudden you're far away from home. Yeah. So... But, uh, so that's the other experiment I got going on. Yeah. I got all kinds of shit going on, man. I got fucking Kratom. I got cryotherapy. Yeah. Gotta get this leg healed up, boy. Yeah. Is it feeling feeling good? Eh. Feeling... I don't know. I think Whatever. so. It is what it is. Six months. Gotta get to that point. Yeah. It's really just a matter of getting it there. Well, and I, I'm getting into, now I'm kind of getting in the area to where I was kind of understanding what the surgeon was talking about. Yeah. Is because now it's starting to hurt less. And so I'm going to start thinking it's, I'm good. Right. And then I get, I'll end up doing too much. I right. Get, you know, that's the danger zone. Yeah. Like, because the pain's slowly going away. Because honestly, man, it's been in a constant state of fucking discomfort since the day of surgery. Yeah. I, mean, I imagine. It, it kind of floats in and out. Right. But constantly. There's never a point in the fucking day or night to where I don't move my leg. I'm like, oh, fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's slowly going away. I actually have some periods throughout the day now and we're like, oh, I don't even think about it. Cool. I see, but then I'm like, oh, now I gotta think about it. Yeah. Because you don't want to twist wrong. You do right, something right, yeah. Stupid, step down off the step wrong. Yeah. And my dog come crashing. You got your brace now, or you got your your good brace. Yeah, that definitely so. that gives you. I, and honestly, man, yeah, that brace gives it a little support, but it's more of a mental reminder. I was gonna say, it's man, more of a yeah. reminder. Yeah. That you're still not there. Right. Like you still because you feel it. Every That's time. half the reason I would wear a brace yep. or or sleeve or something. It's like to remind me that like. Yep. That fucker, I need to take care of it. It's not to, not for it. It's for my, me. Yeah, that, that's really what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it is. It gives you a little layer of protection. For sure, for sure. But it's just a reminder. It like, is a oh, reminder, yeah. like, oh yeah, there's still some shit going on. Yeah, there. I shouldn't just go fucking jumping off my stairs here or whatever. Yep. So. Or to, I should let my friend borrow my electric skateboard. That's right. Get it out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't want to ride. I don't it. want the one wheel around. So, yeah. yeah, we'll have some fun with that thing. You guys got to put it to use. Yeah, yeah, and we will. It's too fun to just collect dust. Yeah. Remind me after we get done recording, I'll have to give you a little tutorial. Okay. Make sure we're on the yeah. same page. Same page. Don't yeah. get hurt. 
Thanks, coach. No problem. You got. I was gonna bring safety gear. I was like, oh, you got all your mountain bike safety gear. Yeah, you can yeah, get all got, padded up. Yeah, and shit. I can get all padded up. And we got a full face. <laughs> riding the, That's shit. what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have my full face on, riding it around Goggles. the streets of Fruta. Yes, got my gogs on with the tear offs. <laughs> <laughs> Getting serious on the one wheel. Oh man, yeah. Put my fucking roost guard, my chest. Yeah, get all serious. There's several reasons, though, why I'm letting you guys borrow this. One is because I know myself. Right. The same reason why I don't have junk food in the house. Because if I really see something I want to do and I think I'm feeling okay, I could talk myself into riding that thing before I should. I yeah. know I know myself. Yeah. So I need to get the fuck out of my house. So that's one. Two, one, you guys would probably enjoy it. I'm really hoping you really like it. So then when I come take it back, you're like, fuck, I got to buy one. I get one of these <laughs> things. I got to get one. That was too much fun. Dude, what was that? Man, I showed you that one. Oh, that three-wheeled power scooter thing. I think I showed you the video. It's like, but it's kind of like a like a big wheel, a hot wheel, or a big wheel you used to ride when you were a kid. No, no, it's like a stand-up, like a like a three-wheel, like it's a V-shaped stand-up, okay. like motorized Scooters. scooter. And uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I saw that. I remember looking them up. Damn, it's gonna cost me like five grand to outfit the family. Because <laughs> again, I can't just get one of something, you know? It's hard. It's like I gotta multiply things by two to four. So. Have you speaking of that? Have you seen those things called half bikes? Probably. I mean, what? It's a, so it's a it's a it's a bike. Yeah. It's got two wheels. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just two wheels. Or is it like a tricycle? I think maybe there is three wheels on it. Is it like an elliptical like, meets a bike? Kind of, but there's yeah. no handles you right. can push. It's meant for like commuters in a city. They, you, it folds down so you can drag it around, but then you open it up and it's kind of like a scooter. You got a handle, but you got pedals. Mm-hmm. So it's like a it's like a bike scooter. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm my picture, I have that. seen that thing. Yeah, there's and no seat. There's no seat. Right. There's no steering. Right. You steer by lean. Yes. Yes. You, put, I have you, seen you don't that. turn the wheel. You just lean. They're very Euro. Yeah. 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 I remember I saw. Uh, forget where I saw but they were like in Sweden or something where they were showing they're pretty cool man yeah they're pretty sweet I don't know what it's like to ride them but they look pretty cool yeah those man when I saw those again just another shameless plug for my pedals first thing I thought was like you need the catalyst pedals on those things because there's no seat like you have to stand up the whole time that's a big ass pedal trying to stand up on fucking tiny pedals so yeah it's the future tiny bikes and big pedals pedals. (laughs) that's another cool toy there was a flash in my head when I first seen that one time like man I should get one of those yeah like what am I gonna do with that I know that's like when you live in the city and commute need to commute so but uh, yeah still I think good old fashioned bike because then you can like jump curves and ride down stairs and you know look cool and do wheelies do wheelies that's right that's right take it off some sweet jumps <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah sweet jumps some and wheelies sweet jumps and wheelies so but anyways anyways that's all the ridiculous recovery shit I got just your random 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 stuff yeah I don't have much random stuff here what I got on my list what do you got uh, oh that's right love death and robots Oh, yeah. Did you watch that? How we've been watching. Yeah. So, animated robot porn. Yep. Episode one. It's and a bizarre show, dude. Dude, it is. It's weird. It, it, it literally, it alternates between, like, literally, like, animated robot porn to fucking, like, super funny, uh, 
it, like I don't even know how to describe it. It's like no. it, it's so all over the place. You can't really describe it's it. It's insane. So, so sort of like I guess the, when I tried to explain it to somebody, I said it's like if the people that made Black Mirror made a cartoon so they could get even crazier. <sighs> kinda. Kinda. And and they ate some psychedelic drugs in the process. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's it that's yeah. probably about it. Yeah, yeah, I like the you know, it's similar and that all the episodes are standalone. And they're short. You know, short episodes. Mm-hmm. But dude, yeah, it is uh I know, I'm sitting there watching it with Kiela, especially like the first episode, we're watching it, and we're like, what, what the fuck is he got us watching here? What is going on here? And then it ends, and we're like, whoa, okay, that was crazy, that was a little unexpected. And then you go to the next one with the three robots. I about fucking died laughing. That was like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And so then I'm like, all right. What's well, next? now we're now we're hooked in here. What's next? And the next one was like and the first awesome. one, where you're just like, yeah. "What is he watching? Like, uh, what are we doing here?" There's <laughs> moments when you're like, "Wow!" I mean, I've never seen so much animated genitalia in my life, <laughs> right? And and then again, the one after that is like, "Oh, this is great." The uh, the one suits the, I, on, I don't the, remember the cowboy one, the one on the ranch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That one was fucking... I liked that one. That one was good. We let the kids watch that one. That one was... Uh, I mean, it just had like, some cussing and stuff. Yeah, you definitely got to be... Pay attention to yes. what you let the kids watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Out of all the episodes so far, there was that one. And, and the Three Robots one was funny. There wasn't anything. Again, like, you know, drop some F-bombs, but who cares? Uh, <laughs> nothing we have not, nothing, the kids. Yeah, nothing, we, yeah, nothing the kids don't say around us. <laughs> anyways, I've heard those words before. Um... But yeah, the, the, it's a uh, it's a good show. It's interesting. Yeah, we got I got to get through the rest. We watched the one last night, the one uh, a helping hand where the chick's caught in space and is starting to float away yep. from her station, and it's like, oh shit! I know, man. We were <laughs> it was right before bed, and I asked Kiela, I was like, you mind if we watch this? And she's like, oh yeah, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know, it's right before bedtime. She's like, oh, it's you know they're fine unless this is like the worst one so far. And sure enough, man, she's going to get that, the second toss. And uh, she's like, I can't look. You know, <laughs> when can I look? And I'm like, can I look again or is it too gross? And I'm like, uh, okay, you can look now. That's <laughs> great. She's like, oh, man, this is the worst one. <laughs> There's certain things you shouldn't watch right before bed. No, no, that's why they I don't was, help. No, huh? No, certain things definitely don't help. I that was all right. I'm I'm not quite as uh as sensitive, dude. The the Black Mirror. We I still have to go back and watch more of it. The um choose your own adventure one. Yep. Um, Bander Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Dude, that thing fucked her up, man. <laughs> we were watching that before we went to bed. And when we got to the scene where they took acid, yeah. and old boy's eyeballs like kind of like come out of his head for a second, and she like was like, "Oh, dude, no, I can't watch this." And then like the the one where he, you know we chose the ending where he, he jumps and the dude turns around and there's the fucking devil beast standing there, and she's like, "No, no, no, I'm done. done with this. I can't watch this before I go to bed." <laughs> like it's Carter, man. So I had to. I try to be sensitive about what we watch before we go to bed. Did you, on that banner snatch note, uh, Netflix is getting sued by the Choose Your Own Adventure people. No, yeah. really? Yeah. Wow. Like the, I, don't, the, I don't know exactly the details the of it. Book people? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. From when we were kids. 
I guess they, they had some sort of trademark on it somehow or something. I, I, I don't know. I'm not smart enough, didn't care enough to really dig the into it. The book or just the concept? I mean, I can't sue them for the fucking concept. I, I don't know what they had trademark on. I, I Like I said, I didn't look at all I heard and saw and I read briefly, uh, but it is, they are suing them. Huh. I wonder if it was based on a Choose Your Own Adventure book. Maybe, maybe, they, maybe they ripped you know, right off from a book yeah. or a story. I don't know. I don't remember. Cause yeah, man, I loved those things when I was a kid. Cool. I had fucking all those books, Yeah, but they're getting sued. Huh. But uh, speaking of watching stupid shit before you go to bed, I made the mistake. I don't know how. I, I think I was watching something on one of the platforms. I didn't know it was Netflix or Amazon or some shit. And it just started playing the next thing. <laughs> and it was this horror movie, Reef. I mean, it, it was a terrible movie, dude. Like, the whole... Reef, like R-E-E-L. Yeah, like during the ocean. Yeah. So it's a shark horror movie. Yeah. It's like a new age Jaws. Right. The whole story is there's like five people... The one guy's job is he he takes sailboats across the world. Should right. we warn people about a spoiler alert? Uh, this movie sucks. Yes, <laughs> Just fucking. Is, if, you, if you plan on seeing Reef, you may want to fast forward. You may want to fast forward. I'm going to guess. We might, we might give away the plot line. I'm going to guess no one out there is thinking to myself, I can't wait to watch Reef this weekend. I'm pretty sure that is not happening. But so they get on the. They're in Australia. This is where the movie takes place. They get on. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. If it exists. They get on the sailboat. Ten minutes into the sale, or you know, into the movie, they crash, they capsize, they're upside down. Okay, that's it. I mean, so that's like it took a whole like first twenty minutes of the movie for them to show the characters, get them on the boat, crash them in the ocean. So then, the rest of the movie is them trying to survive, and they had the choice really early on. They speculate there's an island like twelve miles north, and so they're either gonna stay on the boat. Hope to get rescued or see where they float, or if it doesn't sink, or to get off and swim. And of course, it's heavily shark infested waters. So that's the whole movie. Huh. So like four of them decide to get in the water and swim, and they leave one guy behind. He's like, he's like, I'm a fisherman. I know what's in these waters. He's like, I'm not getting in those fucking waters. And that was like the end of his whole movie. <laughs> that was the end of him. Yeah, pretty much. I think I don't think they showed him dying. Like. That was just the end of him. <laughs> he could still be out there. <laughs> he could still be out there. There could, there could be a reef point reef two. two. Reef two. But it, so, but anyway, so that, that was the whole movie, and you could see how it plays out. You know, everybody gets fucking eaten. I think one person survives. But that guy, that I, I had that on because it just started playing, and I was coloring. I was just sitting there coloring, and so I kind of got sucked into watching it. So then I got really thinking, like, what would I do in that situation? That's oh, what no. You know, what would you do, man? Like. Okay, so you're on this fucking boat. It might sink. You have no idea if anybody's going to come find you. So you're probably going to die. So you're just waiting to die? Or do you jump in the water, hoping you find the island, and not get fucking eaten? You're probably going to die that way, too. So you're choosing your own death. Like, what do you do? And then I started, because then in the movie, they, they was early enough in the day, they figured they could make it to the island before dark. Yeah. Well, of course he didn't. Can you imagine? Did I start wrapping my mind? Just swimming? Yes. Like just swimming. Swimming. Well, they had. They ended up having because they got some supplies off the boat. Yeah. They had a couple little kickboards. Okay. And they had some wetsuits. I'm just saying, man. Just... They had. They didn't These have fucking Navy SEALs. Like he's <laughs> swimming twelve miles yeah. just across open ocean, yeah, right? right? Like, right. okay. Exactly. They had some stuff to they, float they had to help them a little bit. Okay. Semi, some semi flotation things. Like goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely make it to the island in this bottom. <laughs> but then I started, it was what really started freaking me out. You know, it wasn't even the distance and shit like that. I mean, the whole movie was stupid. But then I started thinking about, can you imagine 
being stuck swimming in the middle of the ocean in a pitch black in the dark. Dude, I really like, I was a little bit high and I really started fucking going down that rabbit hole. I was like, my palms are sweating and shit. Because I don't know if you've ever been out in like the middle of a huge body of water at night like that. It's a different thing. It's, it ain't nothing quite like you ever experienced. It's really disorienting. You know, if there's no, no lights, no nothing to, you know, get your bearings straight. Yeah. And I started thinking, dude, being on a boat like that and then being in the water when you know there's this fucking beast all around that can eat you and my mind just started going that I couldn't sleep for shit then when I went to bed that night yeah so terrifying dude so anyways reef got in your head and reef. fucked you all up stupid movie <laughs> fucked up fucked up a night's sleep <laughs> god damn it okay well yeah no I uh unfortunately do that every once in a while too or just like yeah reading some of these history books and mm-hmm. then like reading like these fucking battles where you know 50,000 people died or whatever and you're just like dude what the fuck would you do yeah I really like thinking what would that. you do you really trying to put yourself in yeah. those shoes like what decision would you holy make holy shit man yeah. yeah that is just like you know yeah it's a um, interesting thought experiment so I don't know how many people do that really but it is I do it too man I do it all the yeah, time it's fucking it's to try and being able to like but again that's one of like human superpowers right like I can try to the theory of mind like try to put myself in your mind because I realize like you know how do you see this shit so there was a dude who was experiencing these things like what was that guy going through man so yeah when you were talking about that Denali book and it's like dude what is it like to try and like survive 150 mile an hour winds at 30 below zero like what the fuck dude how do you like what's going on in your head? Like yeah, what's happening? Yeah, that is just yeah, <clears throat> it's crazy, man. People are uh, some people make it out of that shit. It's like we're uh, very adaptable. Yeah, but we all no. This is super. Most dumb. Some do. This is super random. But just talking about us, and I was thinking about people. Like I was in my backyard playing with my dog the other day, and he looks up at me. We're like playing tug, and he's got like a little piece of grass. Like, on his eyeball, dude. Like, literally on his fucking eyeball. This little piece of grass. Dude, it didn't phase him at all. Yeah. He was cool playing tub. Wasn't rubbing his eye. Wasn't nothing. I'm looking at him like, dude. And I wasn't going to reach in his eye. He's not going like, to want me to do that. And I was like, well, if it's not bothering him, I'm not going to fuck with it. You know, I kind of like pet his head and rubbed his head, seeing if it'd come out and it kind of stayed there. Didn't phase him one bit, man. Motherfucker wasn't blinking or nothing. I was like... Man, we as humans are such weak, soft motherfuckers. Like, if you got, if you had this chunk of grass in your eye, you'd be fucked up, dude. You'd be trying to fucking rub it out. And if you couldn't get it out, you'd be trying to put some water in there, you know? Well, yeah. You know, I wonder, what, because we can't, I wonder if that makes us, like, the fact that, like, we, we have thumbs and can do shit to get it out. Like, if you're an animal and you got no thumbs, like, so you can't really, your, your options are limited, with what you I don't can think, do, I don't think the dog rationalized that. I don't think. No, no, no. I don't think you did. I'm just saying, like, well, you would just uh, if you can't do anything about it, then the animals who don't notice it are the ones who survive. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like, if you're the dog that every little fucking piece of grass that gets in your eye bothers you, you're not gonna last very long. I mean, you're getting grass in your eye all the time, shit in your eye, and it's like you gotta be able to shrug that off while you're chasing that fucking rabbit down or whatever. And, uh, but humans, because we can, you know, like now you don't have to be that you tough. You don't have to be that no, tough. No, you don't, we don't, there's no, there's no evolutionary, uh, impetus 
for you to have a high pain tolerance in your eyeballs. So plus Anyways, it was just it was I saw it because it, it was bothering me. I'm like, oh buddy, you know yeah. I knew I thought I was gonna fuck him up. Dude, we've seen dogs yeah. fucking dude they just like gnarly shit, man, and just like walk it off. I remember <laughs> when Aka ripped his paw open and his like his uh, the pad on his paw. Uh, remember his Snook's bottom? Yeah, yeah. And it was fucking gnarly, and he was just like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. what do you mean? What's wrong? It's like, dude, you're bleeding out of your paw. Like, what is you know how to like. Yeah, he was just—he was just gonna keep going. Yeah, he didn't care. He didn't give a shit, dude. Like, yeah, animals—they're fucking tough. Way tougher than we are. Way tougher than we are. But we got thumbs. And, so. cry, and cryotherapy. And, and cryotherapy. That's right, man. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, kind of so. derailed us there for a second. I'm not sure how we got to the reef. Oh, because you brought up love, death, and robots. Just, yeah, whether you reef. should watch which episodes watch before bed. Yeah. Because certain episodes can fuck you up. So that's how we got on reef. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, no, it's good. I like Love, Death, and Robots. Did you do your homework and watch uh, Hateful Eight? No. I didn't I didn't watch True Romance <clears throat> either. So. Yeah, I watched Love, Death, and Robots instead. I know we had a... God, how did we get started on that? Kelly and I had some time. We had like an hour on our anniversary when the kids weren't here. And so it was like, all right, let's watch some TV that we can never watch. <laughs> <clears throat> and so... We only had an hour though, so that's why. Yeah, Hateful Eight's like a three-hour movie. Yeah, I know, man. It's like I gotta, I gotta mark off an afternoon to watch that one. But uh, it's on the list. It's just way too nice right now. I'm like so nice out. I'm either outside playing or trying to find a reason to go outside and play. So yeah, this is prime time. Got to get it while the getting's good. It's gonna be hot as shit here soon. Real soon. Yeah. So. Right. Next week, I think they say they're creeping up to like the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, it's so nice, man. The desert's so green right now. It's it's so hard. To, like, this time of year, it's just fucking awesome. This is, like, the best. Best time. This is it, man. Like, the, yeah, the you know, grass is green. The flowers are blooming. Fast forward two, three months down the road, and it's like everything here is going to be dead. Scorched. Scorched to <laughs> death. Yeah. I see that, man. I see that. I look out across, and it's, like, all green and alive, and I'm just like, Man, this is just gonna be scorched death in like yeah. a few months. Like, so it's always the uh, the downside of a wet spring because the more vegetation, the more shit dies. <laughs> and then when you're out hiking around, you get that grass in your socks and stuff. And it's just grass in your eyeballs. Grass in your eyeballs. Yeah. So, anyways. Anyways, it's all right. So what else you got? What else do I got, man? <clears throat> I got some bro science. Fuck yeah! It's always the best kind. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was just dicking around looking at some studies. It's funny that they study this stuff, man. It's like, well, from the, you know, from like, well, duh, uh, <laughs> category. Um, the, but some of the stuff was, you know, kind of, you know, pretty interesting. One of the themes on the studies I was looking at was looking at frequency of strength training, uh, versus the gains. And so like, you know, one, two, three days a week, you know, how, who's getting the best gains. And, and pretty consistently, they've found, uh, they've been studying this stuff since the, the late 80s. I and mean, it's like when one of the first studies that I came across went back to. Um, and that, man, you can get by with like way less than we think that we need, especially for strength. Like, you know, one day a week can be enough to you know for someone who's untrained to improve strength and for someone who's trained to at least maintain their strength like just one day a week is all you need 
So it, uh, um, but hypertrophy, that's where you need the more volume stuff. And, you know, I mean, we've talked about that, but it's, I think that, uh, kind of the takeaway for me there is like, you know, people say I don't have time to work out and it's like, bulls, dude, you just need one fucking day. If you did one day of ramping isometrics, like you would see something, you would, you would get some results from that. Like the science says that, but we just get, it's like, dude, if I can't do three days a week, it's not worth doing. And so I think that, uh, that fucks people over. But yeah, if you're just trying to get strong, you don't need to work out a bunch. Cause, but remember, man, a lot of what we think of as strength training came from bodybuilding, right? Like when we were kids, like that's what strength training was. So everybody's going to the gym five days a week doing your, your uh, rotating body part, body part splits and oh, stuff. Yeah. And so that's why we have it in our head, man. Like you got to go to the gym. So one day a week is almost not worth it. But um, yeah, I don't know. You got any thoughts? <clears throat> on that yeah I work out all the fucking time I know you do you don't need to <laughs> that was kind of a subtle way of letting you know that you're doing more than you need to nope. as well <laughs> you're gonna fuck your study <laughs> that's what I said that's my thoughts no I mean I will say that when you look at the results it's not that there was no difference between the days it's that they weren't statistically significant which means that they weren't huge but they were there right like so training two days a week does produce better gains than one day a week. It's just not a huge, huge difference. And so, and that's kind of the take home message is like, you know, you don't need to, you don't need to, but if you can, like you will get better results from it. But obviously that can be point of diminishing returns. There is a point of diminishing returns. <laughs> point of diminishing returns. But you don't know how far that is until you've gone too far. That's right. So uh, another one I looked at, looked at uh, um, like load and volume against results. So they had like a low volume group and a high volume uh, group. And just looking at like what the results were. And again, you know, low volume, higher intensity is better for strength gains. High volume, lower intensity is better for muscle gains. But what was funny, man, was the workout they had these guys doing. So uh, they were doing seven exercises, and the workout was three sets of each exercise. So we've already got 21 sets, which is a decent amount of work, man. Mm -hmm. The reps for the high rep group were 25 to 35 reps per set. Holy shit. <laughs> It's a lot of reps. It's a lot of reps, man. It's a lot of reps. You're gonna be there a while. Whoo, dude! I know. I didn't sit down and actually like, dude. Well, you figure like 75 reps per exercise and seven exercises. That's 400. Dude, you're approaching like 500 reps yeah. per workout. <clears throat> that is a lot. That's a lot of, of reps. fucking reps, man. It's <laughs> a lot of reps. I don't recommend that workout. <laughs> so, and then what was funny? The low reps was eight to 12. Who the so, fuck's designing this study? So I, people in lab coats. So, but yeah, I know it's funny. I was like eight to twelve would be like oh, the that's higher, higher, higher rep. In my than like, world, that's a higher rep. Right, right, yeah. Like low rep would be like one to five. One to five, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, they did have one study that looked at like one to five, like eight to twelve, and then like like twenty plus, and, and again like similar findings. And again, it's like okay, I'm glad you guys are studying this shit over and over and over again. In the meantime, I'm just gonna keep doing what we've been doing. Um, but the, uh, this one, this last one here, I thought was pretty interesting. They were studying um, rest intervals and your results. And 
basically they found that they were testing a three minute versus a one minute rest interval and found that a three minute rest interval gave you better results for both hypertrophy and strength. And I thought it was interesting though, because for most people, one minute is a long rest interval. And like that was the short rest interval. And so like resting three minutes between exercises for most people is, uh, um, seems like an eternity. It's tough. Yeah, it, it is. You have to, I, because I will fall into that trap sometimes, like not resting enough in between sets. Yeah. Well then you can't put as much intensity into it. And then, so you, in essence, you just end up doing cardio with weights. Yeah. You're not really, do you know what I mean? Yes. Like no, you, that's, you need to fucking be structured about your rest. Yeah. Like if I'm going a little bit heavier on something, I can't really do anything heavy right now, but when I could, like I'll set I'll look at the timer on my stopwatch or I'll get a timer going and like minimum of ninety seconds. And I may and I'm so ADD sometimes, like, oh I'll just do some sit ups so I'm no. Fucking rest. Yeah. Minute, you know, if I like say I'm doing squats or deadlifts that day, do my set, do minimum ninety seconds. And then I've gotten better about it now because like, I'll play with my dog in that 90 seconds. I'll play tug with him or some fat yeah. him, You know what I mean? Or Sometimes I'll go two minutes and then I'll go do my next set. And then, but, but if at least I'm doing something because if you just sit there, that two minutes seems like it takes forever. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah. You think you're ready to go, but you're better off waiting that. that my, I, 90 seconds <laughs> is about a good one for me. Depends on how heavy I'm going. Right. But... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, you look at any like powerlifting program or like real strength program and they're recommending like three to five yep. minutes between sets and you know, you're spending way more time resting than you're actually lifting uh, with workouts like that. And um, man, even like hypertrophy workouts, because that was the whole point of, uh, you know, really, I see, I remember supersets being way more popular than circuits yes and then supersets the only difference is supersets are two exercises back to back a circuit is three or more exercises and you're going through them and a superset you know you're and that was the whole point was that you know while you're you do one exercise and then while you're resting from that exercise you you know you rest a little bit and then you go and do the other exercise and then you rest a little bit and you come back. And by the time you come back to that first exercise, a lot of times you have rested, you know, three plus minutes, <clears throat> you know, or it's been that long, right? It's not rest necessarily, but that was the whole point was that you're, you're able to, you know, do something during that rest period. And then, you know, circuits came in and circuits were more like you did your, your machine circuit. Like that's what circuit training was. Circuit training was like you doing your, your three sets of 10 on your machines. You're just going around in a circuit, you know, in a circle on it. And that's circuit training. And, uh, um, and then circuits became way more popular, uh, as especially like with the CrossFit Yeah, stuff. that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Like CrossFit helped. Yeah. Kind of push that modality. Yeah, just start getting three, world. four, five things and it's it's yeah, and you're going through it and it's it's a bit it became more of a work capacity conditioning thing. And that's where I think we kind of lost sight of like what was going on cuz even like the bodybuilders, man, they weren't like they were resting more and getting more quality work in than a lot of like people doing circuits where you've just got like three, four, five exercises and you're just doing one and then almost immediately going to the next and immediately going to the next. And it's, it's a different thing. It's like, yeah, by the time you come back to that first exercise, you may have had a few minutes elapse, but your body hasn't rested. Fuck no, dude. You're just, your, your, your nervous system is exhausted. Your metabolic system is exhausted. 
And so, you know, that's not, that's not the same thing. So, um, yeah, exactly what you're saying. You just turn it into a uh, cardio, with, cardio weights. with weights. And it's not... I, 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 dude, I fall into that a lot. I catch myself too. doing that a lot, man. Yeah. Because I was drinking the CrossFit Kool-Aid for a long time, man. I went and got my level one cert. I was all about it, you know, for a long time. And still, to this day, when I'm out in my garage working out, I will ke- find myself doing it. Just kind of unwillingly. Or why I'm... And not unwillingly, but like subconsciously. Yeah. Just, all of a sudden, it just kind of happens. Or I'll be writing my workout for the day. And I won't really structure it like that. And I just kind of write them all down. Well, then when I'm out in my garage, I'll like, okay, I'll do these three together. And right. I'll do these three together. I'm like, oh, and I stopped. I got to yeah. stop myself. Like, yeah. I have a hard time getting away from that, man. Yeah, and circuits, I mean, circuits are good. It's not that they're a bit, it, it, again, it's not, uh, was it, uh, Dan John said this isn't moral theology or whatever. It's like, you know, they're not good or bad. It's like, how do you use them? Because you can certainly use a circuit, you know, if you're, giving yourself enough rest just but that's not why most people are doing circuit training they're trying to get as much work done in, short as, in a short amount of time and and that is not necessarily a strength workout and and may not even be the best for hypertrophy and you know uh, some if you want to add some muscle which can be a good idea but yeah it definitely i never quite got heavy into the crossfit uh stuff and, you know, kind of for me, it was a little bit more of the, the kettlebell training influence. It's the same thing with the kettlebells, right? Like, what's the great thing about a kettlebell? Oh, I can flow straight from a squat into a shoulder press, into a swing. Yeah. Dude, talk about the ultimate circuit. I never even have to put the fucking weight down and I can combine two, three, four, five exercises. And that was like one of the big selling points of the kettlebell uh, in the beginning. Um, and so that, again, like that mentality... Uh, like you said, like once you kind of get into it, you do have to check yourself because you're like, oh, wait a minute. I'm just kind of falling back into these habits from this other training system that I was following. And it may not necessarily be the best, uh, best thing, but, um, yeah, I, I definitely, you got to watch those, those rest periods, but yeah, the fucking, the, the supersets, man, you do your biceps and triceps and maximize <laughs> oh, the yeah. pump, right? You or, know, I, when I was doing that though, I always remember supersetting, I would, like I wouldn't like say I did a curl and a tricep extension or something. Yeah. Uh, I would do those like bang bang, and then I w- I would rest. Mm-hmm. I'd rest you know ninety seconds or whatever, and then bang bang. That's how I always did. Yeah. It. Like, that's another know, way to do it. Yeah. That's, that's how I always did it. Yeah. You can do that. I remember. Yeah. The fucking. It's funny, man. I gotta remember. Like they were triceps and quad sets. <laughs> right. Like whoa, you, we're doing a triceps with this thing and like the fucking crazy ones had the quad sets you know and it's like wow that's insane and then it just became circuits but yeah dude i remember circuits were what the fucking old ladies did in the in the nautilus room man that's circuit training over there we're doing fucking working out over here we're doing supersets and triceps and drop sets and pyramids and all (laughs) sorts of fun names for our shit but uh Anyway, so yeah, but rest periods, man, use them, and and they're uh, they they have benefits. So and I think that's a variable that a lot of people overlook, like when they're trying to change up a workout program or something. Mm-hmm. Usually, people think more weight, less reps, high, you know, whatever. People tend to forget like that's a strategic way to change up what you're doing. Yeah, is you know more or less more rep, or less like, rest. That's just a simple like escalating density yep. training is to like you start out with like you know, three minutes rest and then cut down. And by the time you get to a minute and a half rest, uh, and again, it's like you find a weight 
or, or you know, load, whatever it is that's um, challenging but not difficult. And, you know, you rest for the three minutes and you're able to repeat it. And then you want to maintain that and then you just drop your, your rest each week. And then you just have a thing where, okay, I get down to a minute and a half. Now I'm going to increase my weight and I'm going to increase my rest back up to three minutes. And then I just keep the weight the same. And I'm just decreasing my rest from week to week. And that, that is, that, that's a super good strategy, especially for uh, um, people, you know, as you get older, because you're not increasing volume and load. So you're not necessarily increasing the 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 load-based stress, what you're doing is increasing the metabolic stress, which, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's not bad, right? Like if I can have a short rest period and maintain like where I want to be, the problem is that's not, most people aren't, they're not recovering, right? Like, so if it takes me three minutes to recover so I can have a, a good set, right? Well, as I get better, you know, I either need to increase the weight or I can decrease the rest because it doesn't take me as long to recover. But eventually, like, you get to the point where it's like, okay, now I'm turning this into more of like a cardio workout than a strength training workout. So we don't want to decrease the rest to like 15 seconds because right. that's starting to, that's something not it. Yeah. yeah, that's starting to become something different. So there are ways to manipulate that rest and still maintain that, that strength emphasis. But uh, so, anyways, yeah. I thought that was, uh, there's your bro science for the week, man. It's not too bad at bro science. No, man. No. Like I said, it's, it's hilarious because you're reading through these things and you're just like, why are they still studying this? What the, f- yeah, like they literally have three studies all looking at set and rep schemes and the, the results you get from it. But man, people forget like that science, it's, you, it's a game. Like it's not just discovery of new shit. If you are in the, in that field then you have other factors. And so like, you you know, you got to get published, right? So I got to get a study published. Well, what is the best way to get a study published? Look at other things that have been published because you know that this will be acceptable. Like, you know, these results will be acceptable to the establishment. This, what we're studying will be acceptable. And so that's why you find a lot of this echo chamber stuff going on um, where people are just really just studying the same thing over and over again, just trying to confirm what we think we already know rather than really figure out like, how do I fucking shake this bottle super hard and see if it breaks, right? Like maybe we don't know everything. So, um, but, uh, anyways, that's where a lot of the strength coaches come in because I mean, sports science has often been described as sports training history because, those sports scientists, those guys doing those studies, again, like I said, it's like, good, now you guys know this. I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing, right? It's like, okay, thank you for telling me why what I've been doing works. I'm going to continue looking for what works. You guys are going to turn around and tell me like, oh, look, this is strength training, guys getting results, and this is what he's doing, so now we can lecture you on how to get results, right? It's like, this is how I became an expert, by studying someone who gets results. That's like <laughs> lecturing birds on how to fly. It's like I study birds... So now I know how birds fly. So now I'm going to lecture birds on how they should fly. And it's like, it's not the same fucking thing, asshole. And that's, you know, where a lot of these sports scientists fall in is like, they don't actually train people. They don't actually get results. They just study what people who do get results get and then tell you, this is why what you're doing works. And then expect for us to be like, oh, fucking thank you. Like, (laughs) what? Great. So... (laughs) That's what I was doing six months ago. Now I'm on to ramping isometrics. You know what I mean? You guys are getting the set and rep scheme thing figured out. Good for you. We're, we're on to some new shit. 
Like, wait till Steel Maces and Isometrics. Yielding Isometrics. God damn, dude. How long do you think? Dude, it'll be... How long do you think, man? 10, 20 years? Oh, dude. I'm kind of skeptical, man. Like, I don't see... Yielding Isometrics, Ramping Isometrics ever being very popular. I see them being more people aware of them. Uh. But I do not see see them ever really catching on yeah i don't it's weird i can't figure it out like to me it's like the holy grail of working out it is the least like it is hard when you're doing it but it is the least amount of time for the most results and the least uh wear and tear wear and tear on the body like i have had fuck dude when i stick to my program and i do what i know i'm supposed to do i've had pretty much zero train like lifting related injuries uh over the last year plus and anything that's come from it like i've gotten crazy decided to do like 10 sets of three on my pull-ups of course my fucking shoulder starts hurting so i'm like god damn it james like why are you you know it's like everything's going so well how can i screw it up it is like how it's so hard man i know we're the same way man we get something that works well and it's like okay what else can we do different it's like how can i fuck this up but if I just stick to the formula, man, and and uh, it's it's crazy. So that's I know I, I agree with you, but I can't I can't understand why it's just well yeah yeah I'm a perfect example of that you know because I've I've spent a ton of time working out especially now that I don't have shit else to do yeah I mean that's my job right now is to get my body healthy again that's the way I see it I have a fucking job to do every day so get my leg better get stronger that's what I do so I spend a lot of time working out every day. I do yielding isometrics or ramping isometrics. I do some of them every day, something. You know, I don't go through a full body yeah. thing every day, but I do some version of it. But I do a bunch of other shit too because it's fun. Right. I still do push-ups and pull-ups and bench press and overhead press and because I fucking enjoy doing it. And it's more fun than the ramping isometrics or yielding isometrics. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because what I'm used to. But yeah. I, I love working out and I know the benefits. I like my whole workout, almost my whole workout, besides my mobility and shit beforehand, was all yielding isometrics yesterday. So like, I know the benefit of it. I like, oh it. yeah, but I did a bunch of other shit too. Yeah, well, I told you. I mean, I have my, you know, my list of. It's kind of like my, uh, an extension of my warm up, where like I do a Turkish get up and I do, you know, some mills and reverse mills. So there's there's movement based stuff in what I do. Cause same thing, man. I just I enjoy doing it. I see benefit to it but the just man when you really like you literally if if you had no i guess like for me the thing is is most people aren't like us and even you're not like me right like you like to work out more than i like to work out and i like to work out more than most people like to work (laughs) out and so you know people look at us and they're like well it's easy for you how many times have you heard that oh yeah it's easy for you i hear it you know you you, it's just it's just what you do this is just you know you're it's easy for you to work out you have and and it's like yeah man but okay i hear that but now you have something where even if it's not easy you can still do this like if literally two 20 minute workouts a week one 20 minute workout a week according to the fucking study will give you something and it's so it's like I said to me the reason it's almost like too fucking good like that's the reason that it won't become popular people don't feel like oh I don't have to yeah like you said I don't have to go to the gym you know three times a week I'm wasting my time yeah or something like that I, I don't, yeah it's almost like it's it, it, it is too good 
and it actually works and it delivers results. And that is not what people want. I don't know, you know what I mean? Like when you look at the fitness world, it's, it's like that's not what they want because some of the most popular shit is some of the dumbest shit out there that you know is like, you know, like P90X. Like get the fuck out of here. How many people have been wrecked by that program? Like for every success story you see, there's 10 people that got a fucking low back thing or a knee thing or never made it through like the second workout or whatever it is, right? But that thing's popular as fuck. And it's like, well, where, uh, yeah, isometrics. It's like, ah, nah, man, that's too, I don't know. I, I know, I know you're right. It's, it's just everything in human nature, it goes against everything in human nature, everything in human nature. You can't show off, right? You can't Instagram it. Yep. How are you going to brag about how much you fucking isometric? <laughs> Right? PR today. I PR today, man. I pushed that belt so hard. You know, there's just in it's uh, it looks boring to me. I think the big problem is that you, it's fucking hard. It's like the first time, it's just weird and hard, and it takes a few weeks to really get it down. And the better you get at it, like the worse it is, so to speak. Like you know how to generate tension and force, yeah. and so you can get. More aggressive with it, yeah, and then you're, you're getting more benefit, but you know the suck's coming, right? You know how bad, like, oh, this is gonna suck, yeah. This is here comes the fucking there's suck, there's nowhere to hide, Uh-oh. is it? And and that's that's the thing with isometrics, man, is there's nowhere to hide because the tension is constant, right? Like, if you're doing deadlifts at the top, at the bottom, when the weight's on the floor, the tension's lowered, at the top, when everything's locked out, tension's lowered. I mean, that's why there's a strength curve, like, the tension you know changes throughout the movement and so you can find moments to you know rest may not be the right word but you can find a moment of relief from the tension and there's just with the isometrics there's none there's, not until you're done no there's no relief no. from the tension and it's, it's such a different thing and uh um yeah i don't know it's funny man we get because i got the the mtv you know we got our grumpy guy one i got a version for the mountain bike program as well and but yeah, I get feedback from people every once in a while on it, the people that stick with it. And they're like, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how effective this shit is if you just do it. But it's, uh, like I said, it's almost too easy. Almost too easy, man. People want more complicated shit. So, but, Fancier uh, shit, more equipment. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, man. Here you need a couple bands, yep. fucking jujitsu belt, and uh, that's it. I'm like, dude, I- if you made me pick one or the other, like put a gun in my head, I can only do one style of isometric for, for the rest of my life. Yeah. I'd have to go with the yielding. Yeah, me too. I like the yielding. Me too, man. Yeah. I think the yielding, I, yeah, I think the yielding's good. I think the yielding is, uh, I'm trying to think, man. I, I don't know. I have to play around with it, like with people. I want to get my hands on some people and like try like using those first. Mm-hmm. Because all we've done is done, you know, our experience is doing the, the overcoming with the belt first and then going to that, you know, and is there some advantage to starting out with the yielding? Because the yielding, like, the weight's alive. Like, that's the thing with the bands, especially. And so you're, uh, it forces you into a level of tension that is really hard to generate on your own. And, uh, I've, yeah. had, I've had a grumpy guy class do the half a push-up a few yeah. times. Yeah. So that's not a uh, fan favorite, so to speak. No, but man, even that's different than the band. It's still yielding, no? I, it is I a like yielding. It. it is a yielding. I just it's different than the band. The band. There's something with the the like the best way. 
I can describe it is that the band is alive. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's more like a, uh, um, you know, you the, the the way that it wants to move and and uh, contract on you, and it's more like a like a mace, like the mace in Indian clubs, like they're more alive as a weight. Like you, you know, they'll it's it's harder to keep them steady. Like they want to move on their own. You know what I mean? Like they want to tip, they want to move. And if you don't have things lined up right and, and generating right, then they'll they'll fuck with you. Whereas just like a barbell and a kettlebell, like they're not as alive. Like that's why like even uh, doing like towel swings versus like the regular swings. Like I, that's why I think the old timers they didn't use kettlebells for swings. They use those ring weights mm-hmm. because the ring weights detached the handle from the bell itself and it made it more alive. You know, and so. It's uh, it's like the weight's kind of dead when you're, when you're holding it directly as opposed to like having something trying to move around in your hands. So, um, but yeah, I'm dude. The more I fuck around with it, the more I'm like starting to realize dude, there's something to like bands in general. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I use I use some sort of banded exercise every day. Yeah. For my warm up will consist of bands something. You know, they, there's some shoulder stuff I do with them. You know, get my mm-hmm. shoulders warmed up and moving. Like, yeah, the bands are a good tool. They are. I do stuff for you know a lot of rehab. Been doing a lot of rehab for my knee with some banded banded work. Yeah, uh, I think that's a really underutilized tool, man. It is. I think that uh, yeah, and again, it's not. It, you know, you do you, one. You think of it a lot of times. People think of bands and like, oh, it's like a rehab thing mm-hmm. or or something. Um, or you know, you might see like people doing like banded squats or, or deadlifts or something like that but uh yeah i think that just using them in general more like just for like your presses and just all of it it's just it's because one it does accommodate your uh that's one of the things we were talking about with uh that's good with the isometrics is because of the strength curve in a regular with a regular weight you know you're just lifting a, a fucking barbell off the ground there's points in it that are harder than others so there's points where the tension you can find some relief isometrics you can't do that and then bands, same thing. It's like it matches your strength curve, so the the tension levels match match it more. So, yeah, I think I'm with you, dude. If you told me I could only choose one training tool, I'd grab those fucking bands, dude. Bands and a mace. Did you gotta remind me after podcast? I got this little shoulder banded. I use band, a stick, and this little move I've been doing for my shoulders for like yeah. my warm up. Remind me, I'll show you okay. afterwards. It's, it's yeah. good, dude. I don't know where I got it from, but I dig it. Nice. Great shoulder warm-up. Nice. That's yeah. fucking awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, I might check it out. Yeah. So. But this is that kind of, unless you got some other random no. shit to talk about, it kind of takes us into our topic. Yeah. We're already an hour and a half. Okay, <laughs> well, that sounds about right for us. Yeah, So, right. jiu-jitsu. Um, <laughs> we just got to throw that word in every once in a while. Every once in a while. So people remember it's a jiu-jitsu podcast. What is, you have a shirt that says jiu-jitsu on. I do, yes. I kind of do. So. Protect your neck. That's right. Sort of. Bought it at a jiu-jitsu tournament, so that's kind of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. So even though we weren't talking about it, we were... The spirit is here. The spirit. The spirit is with us always. That's right. Um, Yeah, so what are we talking about? Health and fitness. Health versus fitness. Yeah, the difference. The the difference and... Is there a difference? What is it? Thoughts and stuff. Yeah, because a lot of times people don't... They use the terms interchangeably and... uh, They're not. They're not necessarily the same thing. And not knowing that is where a lot of people can get in trouble. And so, um, my understanding, and you can, you know, let me know what your thoughts on it, but basically like fitness is your ability to do a task. 
Are you fit to do a task? Are you fit to yep. do jujitsu? Are you fit to run 100 meters? Are you whatever whatever to, activity you want. Right. And so it's usually specific to an activity. Yep. Health is a more just kind of general uh, state of well-being and lack of disease, ability to uh, move well and just function in your environment in a uh, you know, pain-free, uh, good way. And so that would be more, you know, things like, you know, healthy blood pressure and hormone levels, you know, being able to, um, do body weight squats, uh, you know, just so some general things like that would be kind of more in that area. Um, so anyways, I don't know. I I would agree hundred percent. Yeah. Basically, yeah. Health, I would say is more general and just, if you were to be in my eyes, consider healthy, you can perform your, go through your day to day life you know, fairly injury pain free. You can go out in the yard and do yard work without fucking yourself up. You know what I mean? Basic get by every day in a comfortable state. Yeah. Now I don't mean comfortable laying on the couch being lazy. I mean, yeah. And I, you know. I, I would argue with that. I, I think that that, when we say that, I think you'll agree with this, that like the bar that we have in mind is probably is higher than what most people think of when they hear that. Cause you look around and you're like, Oh, I just need to be able to like engage comfortably with my environment. Okay. Like th- that fucking bar is not very high in 2019 in, in North America. Uh, you know, f- for me, that bar would include like if you got dropped off five miles away from a town and you needed to get your ass, I'm not talking like some survivalist thing, just can you run, jump, climb, you know, just do like some basic things that would allow you to survive uh, in, you know, uh, engaging with your, with that kind of environment, not just your fucking apartment. Right. (laughs) Like, so uh, like Dan John talks about the ability to hang from a bar for 30 seconds as reflective of health and, you know, your ability to bang out a bunch of push or pull-ups would be more of like a fitness Fitness, thing. And it's like, you know, it sounds funny, but it's like, well, how many people, if you have somebody who can do a bunch of, of pull-ups to just sit there and hang for 30 seconds, you might be shocked at how difficult that is for them to do. And, um, you know, one that's reflective of shoulder health. There's also just the basic thing like, man, if you found yourself in a situation where you had to hang on for 30 seconds before someone could come over and help you or you would fall to your death, like, could you do that? Right? And like, this is like basic shit. You get these like... I'm so fucking fit and I'm, you know, they're all ripped and I can do my CrossFit wad in record time. It's like, motherfucker, like you die. Like if it's just a basic thing, if something happened and you slipped down this little ledge and you had to hang on to that fucking root for 30 seconds before someone could help you, like you can't do it. You die. Yeah, you know, that's why I explain to people with like deadlifts. Like, oh, why do I need to deadlift my body weight? And I'm like, man, what you're basically saying is that if someone your size was, you know, knocked out in a house that's on fire, they're fucked. Like, you can't move, like, yourself. You couldn't pick someone up and move them. You're so fucking weak that your partner would be fucking dead because of your weak ass. Like, that's not good. So, like, that, to me, falls under, like, health. Like, can you, you know, function in that way? And so that's where a lot of people, they're not healthy, man. And you find people that are fit, but they're not healthy. Yeah, I was gonna say that you can you can be fit and be unhealthy. Yeah, fit for a specific thing, man. Yeah. 
and and not be healthy. Yeah, and, and that falls on the same thing we've talked about before. You know, as, as soon as you get into making something a competition or a sport, the health the health aspects of that deteriorate rapidly. Rapidly. <laughs> yes. Yes. As soon so. as you put a fucking, I mean, shit. The Greeks used to go at it for a, a fucking thing of olive, little wreath, wreath of olive branches, man. It's like they had a sacred tree that they would cut them from. And it's like, go balls out for a wreath, man. It's like, I mean, literally balls out. Um, <laughs> sorry for the visual. Um, but uh, uh, anyways, um, no, I agree. Yeah, and that's, and so I think that, you know, a couple ways that this applies to people who do jujitsu um, is that, uh, well, you got to keep an eye on both, right? And so... Being healthy and being fit is not necessarily the same thing. So things that you do to get fit for jujitsu may not necessarily be healthy for you. And and so, but that's where like, you know, rolling is going to help your fitness. But man, it's not always healthy. yeah, if you're not doing like mobility, some of the other strength training stuff, like that's where like that, it, it's not healthy. And, uh, um, and you may go through periods, right? Like you're going to go through periods where you're training, if you're training for a competition, Man, you just need to know, like, this is not going to be healthy for me. Like, I'm going to beat the shit out of myself. I'm going to do things that aren't necessarily my good for my future self. But then I'm going to have to spend a period of time... Respecting that. Respecting that. Taking some days off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, man, we talked about this, uh, just like, that. that's where people get fucked mentally. You know, they hit that peak, right? So it's like, we were talking about, like, the first step after a peak is a cliff, or the next step after a peak is a cliff is down. It's like, you need to step off or fall off. And so it's like, yeah, man, you, you know, if you're training for something, you're doing these things that increase your fitness for something and you get your fitness to a peak and it's like, man, you can't maintain that shit. You just have, you, you have to back off and, and, uh, take that step back and but people don't want to do that and they just keep burning it out and then they find themselves not able to train because that's the double-edged sword. Like health is what keeps you on the mat in the long term, and fitness is what helps you kick ass that day. And so it's like, you know, it's hard because you're worried about that day. And it's like, okay, what, what do I need to get better at for jujitsu? Because I just got my ass handed to me or, or, you know, whatever it is. And so, but you're not thinking about, man, this is a fucking 10-year journey. You know, like more than that. Um, so I got to keep my eye on that too. And that's where, well, that shit we talk about, man. Really, most of what we talk about on this fucking podcast, especially when it comes to training and stuff, is probably more from that health Yep, trying to stay healthy. And you can... I mean, like we, the bar we set for being "quote unquote" healthy is higher than your average American, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, because I think the average American is fucking soft and pathetic. Yeah, they're not they're, fit. They're not, they're not fit. healthy. They're not healthy. They're not fit. They're nothing. Yeah. They don't, they're not in either category. And then there, there is, it's not a hard line. You no, know what I mean? and everybody's different. You can you can build that base level up to where like your base level of health may look like really fit to other people. Yeah, and that's and for me. That's my goal. Right. That's how I always want to build that base level of health. Like I want my base level of health to be pretty fucking fit. Then to get extreme from there, that's when I start, you know, risking injury. But I, you know, that's kind of my thought process is to always build that base level up. Just keep adding little bits to it. Just another little layer. Just another little layer. Yeah. And I know it, there's a there's a plateau there, but you can you work at it and just constantly just keep chipping away at that and keeping that health in mind. Yeah. Because yeah, like you say, I mean. We're not fucking pro athletes. I mean, we probably we fall into the weekend warrior 
right. know, category. So we we got to stay healthy. We got shit to do. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I mean, we're not. If you're, again, you're paying your bills doing jujitsu, yeah. then, um, man, again, you look at a lot of these guys, like how many of these hardcore, old school jujitsu guys are fucking tore up, man. Back old surgery. School, old school wrestlers. Yeah. Do watch, watch and walk around and shit. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that that's the thing is like, you know, we, you know, these these pro guys, these are the ones that like, yeah, we look up to and we emulate, especially in like today's Instagram culture and stuff. But it's like, you look at the consequences. Like there are consequences to being that hyper-focused on fitness for this one thing. It's like an NFL running back, man. It's like, go check them out when they're 50 years old. It's like, that's not the picture of health. Nope. Like they were super fit to do that task, but they weren't healthy. And so there's a price to be paid. And so if you're, you know, this goes back to like why following programs of the pros, if you're an average Joe, is just such a bad idea. Because not only are they genetically different than you, environmentally they're in a different place than you, they got a different background than you, but they're also willing to pay that price. Like to them, it's like, dude, becoming world champion and being able to like, you know, have my own string of uh, training studios and stuff like when I retire, okay, th- that was worth it. There's a trade-off there. You're like, dude, you're just some fucking, you know, local tournament. You know, you're just training jiu-jitsu and you're trying to do this shit and you're tearing yourself up. And it's like, dude, there, there's no reward for you. It's not, it's not the same thing. So uh, you have to approach it totally differently than those pros do with that. Uh, with that health yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, I have a hard time coming to terms with that you know not trying to push myself obviously I'm fucking yeah. two knee surgeries in yep. and you know I, that's a consequence I'm okay with but I think it's just one of those things if you are going to be in that mindset you just have to understand what you're doing Yeah. Don't, don't be ignorant I mean understand that you are being ignorant to a certain extent Right, and if you if you're okay with those consequences well fuck it yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a controlled ignorance yeah somewhat yeah yeah, I know. So, but yeah, no, just keeping that in mind, the difference there. And, but that's what you got to do. Like, yeah, doing jujitsu is good for your jujitsu fitness, but not so good for your health sometimes, man. So, if you want to stay healthy, you don't want to be fucking your back jacked up or neck, neck and shoulders and all these things. Like, they're going to take a beating, anyways. Like, you got to minimize that stuff. So, that's why more of the, the mobility, training, the mobility. Yeah. It's that longevity thing, man. So it's is a marathon, not a sprint. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's. Good. I think that you know that kind of covers it. Yeah, I thought about how much detail we should go into, and it's, I think it's things we've talked about on yeah. more than one occasion. Yeah. You know, and there is a gray area in there. You know, and everybody differs a little bit. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I was gonna say. I I think that you're you're uh, you're spot on with. Someone who has, who's healthy should be able to, like, because to be healthy, like, yeah, there's a base level that you have. And so it's like now you can take those things, like we talk about this, like, you know, you build the athlete in the gym and then you apply it on the mat kind of thing. And like, that's what, that's what your general health kind of thing is, is like, okay, now like I can run, jump, swim, you know, my, my body's healthy so that if I decide to go try disc golf. Oh, hey, like I'm not, you know, I'm not great, but I can figure out how to throw a disc. If I want to go shoot baskets, if I want to go, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, right? Like you, you can, 
it's easy for you to pick things up and and apply it and, and get them to like you know like 60 70 percent confidence it's when you start trying to go past that like 80 percent level it's like okay i want to become 100 percent confident at something like that's where you really need high levels of specific fitness for that that sport but for most people man if you've got a well-rounded fitness base which you know would fall again that's where things get fuzzy right like we call it a well-rounded fitness base but we consider that to be healthy and then you can apply that to a bunch of different shit and then like you said you got this base that's like you know you can just draw on and not just be trapped in your own meat sack yep so that's the thing man you see you see it man people come in especially like you know new white belts they're a little out of shape a little overweight haven't worked out much and it's like, man, you can just see. It's like, dude, you're you're floundering in your own meat sack over there. Like, this is not the way to get, get through. By, yeah, man. this is not the way to get by, man. Like, I'm glad you're here because we're gonna fix you and get you uh, get you you know on track, get you healthier, get you fitter. Because right now you're neither. <laughs> so, anyways, I think that's uh, that's about it. Yeah, I don't have anything too intelligent to add to it. No, no, me neither. I recommend people that, that Dan John book's been real good. So he talks about this a lot um, and with his uh, in his books. The, the recent one's been good. The his first one never let go um, was real good. That's one that had the original slosh pipe uh, article in it that he wrote. Did you about build it. yourself one yet? Not yet. Not yet. I, I need to. Yeah, like I said, I had one. Um, I still remember when he wrote about that thing on T Nation, man, way back in the day, back when they had to. Came out with five articles a week on Fridays. You keep hitting refresh. When's the new articles going up, man? When's the new articles going up? Um, but yeah, he, he uh, Dan does a good job of talking about this shit. So I highly recommend people who are interested and in kind of you know learn more about it or get more into it. Go check out his stuff. He's got a lot of good ideas on, on Take training. care of your fucking meat sack, man. We only get one. Yeah. And we ain't getting no younger. No. That clock keeps ticking. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't gonna win that race no I know all you man. can try to do is maintain no. the best you can no one gets out of here alive fuck no so not that you would want to I you know it's funny completely unrelated from now fuck I'll take us down this road I, I was trying like so it, it spawned from uh, you know putting yourself in, in situations like we are talking about right. the reef you know like what would I do in this or this and that so I think about that shit a lot especially I got a little more free time on my hand these days I was really trying to see myself as an old person, like an old motherfucker. I'm talking like 70 or 80 the other day. And like, I was spending, I don't know what made me go down that road. And I got a pretty good imagination, man. Like I can, when I daydream, dude, I'll think of some stupid shit. And I, I can see myself in some fucked up situations. Like I don't have a problem with that. Dude, I could not picture myself as like an 80 year old person. Like I even looked at a picture of my grandpa, you know, to see, I, I have one up in my house and I'm thinking like, and I try, I really try to think, like, what's my life going to look like when I'm that old? You know, am I going to be playing shuffleboard? You know, what the fuck's going on here? Dude, I couldn't picture it. For the life of me, I could not. My imagination was just like, wouldn't let me go there. Huh. So I wonder if that's a sign, like, man, I'm not going to live to be that old. Dude, you just have nothing to draw from. Yeah, I don't have any input. I remember for me, 40 was like that. You know, like, I could imagine 30 a little bit. Uh-huh. But like 40, like, what the fuck is 40 like? What's that going to be what's like? What's that really going to be like? Because it's nothing like when I'm in my 20s like you know what I mean if, right. if you would have told me that this is what it's gonna be like I'd have been like oh fuck I don't want that 
and but you segue into it and it's just kind of like oh yeah. well, this is it, it is just what it is like oh this is 40 okay i can see this but i know what you mean like i can kind of extrapolate where i'm at now out to about like 60 60 yeah that's about where i could get man i get into those 70s and i'm like fuck dude i don't know i have no idea what that is gonna feel like because i know the meat sack's gonna be different yep it's not gonna be it, it's it's the same thing like 43 year old me and 23 year old me like totally totally different different, man totally different and it was just no way for 23 year old me to even have a concept of what it's like uh to you know be like this so anyways (laughs) anyways, man i think it'll be the same thing i think you just kind of segue into it by the time you get there you're just like huh well this makes sense this is what i'm doing now (laughs) yeah it is what it is it is what it is man so i don't know hopefully if we can't do jujitsu we can still heckle people I plan on it, man. I'll have a cup on the side of the mat that I can put my fucking dentures in. I can take my dentures out and start fucking up some young dudes. That's right, man. That's my goal. That's right. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just be there beating each other up. That's right. <laughs> All the young guys are like, what are those old dudes in the corner those doing? Two old fuckers. They're so slow. They just come in. They don't talk to anyone. <laughs> they just go over there and roll and then leave. They smell like mothballs and Bengay. What the fuck are these guys what doing? What do you mean? and blunts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. You do to me, demon. A devil of many levels. I keep on feeding.